0: We are so excited that Grubly Farms now offers Grubly Layer Feed. It is the world's first naturally balanced feed that is made from farm grown insect protein and plant based ingredients. This means no soy, fillers, or fish ingredients are included.
1: Grubly Layer Feed is a healthy mix of grub and plant based protein, essential amino acids, vitamins, and minerals. This empowers you to feed your flock the way nature intended and your feathered family will be strong, healthy, and happy.
0: So head on over to grublyfarms.com and you can use code FARM15 to get 15% off your first order.
1: Welcome to We Drink and We Farm Things! This is the farm comedy
0: podcast that is an adult happy hour for the farming community.
1: We drink adult beverages, talk about the ups and downs of farming things, and give zero clucks about not having the perfect farm life. We keep it real with you and share the mistakes we've made and what we've learned so you can
0: feel less alone in this farm thing. We drink
1: things, we farm things,
0: we drink and farm
1: things. Oh hey there Sam.
0: Oh hey there Beth. What you drinking out of that cute mug over there?
1: So my body said that it was thirsty. And I decided to be kind and give it water. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's so nice of you.
1: Yeah, it is, isn't it? I take such good care of myself. Yeah, yeah so nothing fancy <laughs> to drink today, but I do have it in my fancy outstanding in her field mug that our friend Caitlin over at Wild Rose Farmer and the Rural Woman Podcast designed. And I'm totally in love with it. I love this design. so.
0: It's so cute. I love it.
1: So what are you drinking over there?
0: So, I am drinking, well, I grabbed this vessel because I was like, this looks about the right size, and then it was like, a little spooky, because, <laughs> I mean, it's early, early, early September, and it's not even fall yet, but I'm already like, is it time to put my Halloween decorations on?
1: Hey, you know what? <laughs> Life is hard. If you like Halloween, you can put <laughs> your stuff up whenever you want to. <laughs>
0: Well, we're recording this, and it's still technically the end of August, and I might have put my fall decor up while it was, like, 100-degree heat index this past weekend, and my husband comes in from mowing the lawn for, like, six hours <laughs> and doing outside <laughs> stuff, and he's just, like, shaking his head. <laughs> it's like, hey, I did inside stuff. I cleaned, too, so there's that. Oh, that's awesome. But anyways, outside of my a skull bat drinking vessel inside of it is some leftover pumpkin spice coffee mm-hmm. from this morning and i put a good amount of whole milk in there and some fair life creamer and before i put the warm coffee in with all of that with the ice i put in some ghirardelli caramel sauce and stirred it around <sighs>
1: Sounds so good.
0: (laughs) I did this like on the fly too. And I was like, this is great. And it's pretty good. Probably could have used a little less milk, a little more coffee, but you got to work with what you have sometimes. Yeah.
1: Well, it sounds delicious. So good. Our drink peep this episode is our friend Ashley Kiernan, and she is at Ashley Kiernan over on the Instagram. So cheers, lady.
0: Cheers
1: so in true fall
0: forward fashion we're gonna talk about something a little seasonal that's not too early to talk about yet i don't think because we're gonna talk about chrysanthemums today
1: i'm so excited about talking about chrysanthemums because i'll admit something really quick i didn't know chrysanthemums were a thing until i moved to ohio really Yeah, I mean, I'm sure that I had like heard of them or heard of them in passing, but maybe it was my age. So there's a couple of things that could have been in play here. (laughs) Maybe it was my age when I lived in Arizona. I just didn't like do that type of seasonal decorating Uh or it might have just been because it was the desert in Arizona. So like the idea of buying seasonal flowers to put out, like just to have the sun cook them like didn't ever appeal to me or sound like anything I wanted to do. It's funny though. Now that I'm like into flowers, I have friends on Facebook that live in the desert and I see that they buy seasonal flowers all the time. So the other thing that it could have been is that I had a house in Phoenix that faced north. No, I'm sorry, East West. So it got the direct sun all day long, no matter which porch you put the pretty flowers on. So like keeping them alive is basically, it was a (laughs) non-starter. (laughs) <laughs> for me, where I lived, right? Like a full time job. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, even here during a heat wave, I have to water the pots twice a day. So I can't imagine what I would have to do there when yeah. it gets to be 120. And it's dry and sunny all day. So anyways, that was my really long story about how I had not bought a mum until I moved to Ohio. And the very first year that I saw them at the flower shop and bought like some pots of them to like put on the porch. I was hooked. I was like, these are the most incredible flowers ever. How did I live without these? Like, (laughs) I need more mums in my life.
0: (laughs) They are so good. Unfortunately, my chickens do like to snack on them sometimes, so I really got to watch it with them because mine free range and they get to do what they want. But they're still one of my favorite fall flowers, so we're going to talk about that today, and we will be referring to an article from almanac.com all about chrysanthemums so yeah we'll just get right to it
1: yeah so chrysanthemums are a member of the asteracea
0: i don't know for me
1: i butchered it i'm sorry karen from just grow something podcast please give me a lesson on how to pronounce all of these names or all of these plants Thank you. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> it is part of that family, which is related to dahlias, sunflowers, marigolds, zinnias, cosmos, all of our favorite flowers. Oh. I mean, all of those flowers are gorgeous. They'll have that, like, very adorable little head with all the petals and stuff. Each bloom is actually made of hundreds of tiny flowers that are called florets. And I did not know that, and that totally explains where Floret Flower got their name from. Now I get it.
0: (laughs) Ah. (laughs) Because
1: I always thought that that was such a beautiful word, and I was wondering where it came from. So there you have it. (laughs) Now we all know. Right. (laughs) So each plant ranges in size from a common small cushion mum, which are like the little teeny tiny ones, all the way to the giant spider mums. And they also bloom in almost every color of the rainbow. So yellow, lavender, pink, purple, red, bronze, Orange and white. I mean, oh my gosh! There's so many colors of mums, and they've all been like interbred and crossbred with each other to change the shades of the colors. Um, you can basically make, uh, you can basically get a mum in just about anything. And in fact, one of my favorite things is that you can do the tri-color baskets of mums, and you can have like a ton of different mums growing together. <laughs>
0: all the mums.
1: All together. the mums. <laughs> So,
0: a brief history for the chrysanthemum. It was actually first cultivated in China as a flowering herb back in 15th century BC. And based on early illustrations, it appeared to be more daisy-like than anything else. I could see that. Yeah. Well, since then, the mum has been bred in so many shapes and sizes, and it's showy, and there's lots of colors. It barely resembles what it it did back in the 15th century (laughs) BC. So it's it's evolved with us, we can say.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I can totally see that. A lot of our plants and vegetables and things of that nature, they're all... Nothing like they were mm-hmm. when they were originally cultivated. So that's really interesting.
0: According to the National Chrysanthemum Society, because that is a thing, the genus Chrysanthemum once included more species, but was split several decades ago into several genera, which is like genius plural, <laughs> putting the economically important florist Chrysanthemum in the genus dendranthema
1: dendranthema sounds right
0: close enough yeah this is why we linked the article in the show notes so you guys can go read it yourself if we butcher these names really badly (laughs) (laughs) so the placement of the florist chrysanthemum in the genus was very contentious apparently this was really controversial stuff in the chrysanthemum world (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh, wait, there was like some mum drama?
0: It sounds like it.
1: <laughs> uh, so, a
0: ruling of the International Code of Botanical Nomenclature in 1999 changed the defining species of the genus Chrysanthemum to C. indicum, giving the florist mum back its prized generic name. The National Chrysanthemum Society divides bloom forms into 13 classes. So, you could have a different kind, a couple different kinds of class of mum on your property in the fall. Who knew? Because, like, I've only seen, I feel like, the one. So, this leads me to believe that I just, for like the podcast and scientific purposes, I need to stop at the greenhouse that I, I was stopping at a couple months ago just to, like, see what this means. Well, and probably pick some up. (laughs)
1: So interestingly enough, I feel like I can say fairly confidently that most of the time when I go to a greenhouse, look for moms, it is that one Mm -hmm. style, you know, that you see everywhere and that you pick up or that you picture in your head when you're thinking of moms. But I had mentioned Florette earlier. She has a book. I think it's A Year in Flowers, or maybe she might have some information about it in her Dahlia book. I can't remember which book it is. But she talks about often, especially around this time of year, about how if you're not a chrysanthemum fan, you're just not checking out the right kind of chrysanthemums. And then she has a picture that has like, gosh, I mean like 50 different chrysanthemum types. It's so many and i had no idea that they could come in so many different shapes and wow. sizes i thought that they were all that little tiny mm-hmm. like daisy type head with the multiple like the multiple layers of petals right yeah. so if you don't like mums like if mums aren't your thing you might just need to check out the different styles of moms. I mean, how you get a hold of those, though, I have no idea. You have to grow them from seed yourself if your greenhouse doesn't carry them or encourage them to carry some different styles to appeal to more people. I don't know. Interesting. So decorative mums that are sold in the garden centers in autumn should be treated as annuals. That means don't try to save them and continue to grow them. And I actually have some experience with that right now. I had some mums from last year that were still alive. They have now turned brown and rotted. I don't know why. Oh. Yeah. And I took good care of them and like fed them and everything. But for some reason, the greenhouse mums just, they made it all the way through winter. They got through most of summer and then suddenly... Started to rot. So they're decorative gift plants. So they're not bred to be hardy, and that probably explains it. It's their like color, their size, their flower heads. That's what people are super into them for. So if you put them in the ground in late summer, they won't make it through the winter in most cold regions. All right, so
0: planting. Moms generally grow to a width and height. one to three feet so keep this in mind when you're planting them in your garden or in some kind of pot like they can get pretty big and bushy Um, you can start mums indoors from seeds six to eight weeks before your last spring frost date and for best results select a spot in full Sun away from trees and big shrubs soil should be well drained and evenly moist soil Mums do not like standing in water and will quickly rot if left too wet and add aged manure or compost to the soil too. So it's like basic plant stuff. Like they just like to be Mm -hmm. pampered. So pamper your mums just like you would any other plant.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They like dry feet. They like food. I mean, they're basically a person. (laughs)
0: Yeah, me too. And make sure you plant the mum in the ground at the same depth as it is grown in the pot and plant mums 18 to 36 inches apart, depending on the mature size of the plant.
1: And to care for your mums, remember they're heavy feeders, so they should be fertilized monthly. A balanced 10 10 10 feeder is what is uh, suggested for uh, mums. And you want to make sure that there's space enough that you can have good air circulation around the plants. Uh, they're susceptible to powdery mildew, and so just like other plants that are susceptible to that that's why they need some good air circulation because once that gets in there and gets trapped like forget it it just spreads like wildfire just like all of your plants you want to be sure and mulch them because that will help conserve the soil moisture and keep the weeds out they like deep watering but they don't like getting their leaves wet so they prefer if you don't shower them Mm -hmm. when you water them when new shoots reach to about three to four inches tall, you can pinch off the top, leaving two to three leaves on the shoot, and this will create a bushier plant. So this is how they get that like nice, round, sort of like ice cream scoop shape that mums are known for. Yes. <laughs> and if you continue pinching once a month until mid-July, when flower buds develop, you'll have better coverage. And you are supposed to stop fertilizing them once the flower buds emerge. You can add more mulch to the plant after the ground has frozen. This will help keep it alive just a little bit longer. And then you're not supposed to cut your mums back when tidying up flower beds in the fall. So if you're planting mums from seed that can be grown in your zone, don't cut the mums back because that extra foliage helps protect the plant to survive through the winter. The dead growth helps insulate the roots And then you cut off the dead stems and leaves when you see the first green shoots in the spring.
0: Nice. All right. So overwintering mums. So these are the ones that are for your zone, not necessarily the ones you get at the greenhouse, (laughs) but in really cold areas, overwinter the plants in the basement or in a dark, cold closet, pot up plants after the first frost in the fall, include as much of the roots as possible so leave the foliage on the plants until spring and then you're gonna water it really well and obviously like we said before it's got to be in a dark spot ideally between 32 and 50 degrees so that could be your garage if that's a little on the warmer side or your basement or like we heard in Bev's other (laughs) Episode when we we're talking about hops, maybe a bathroom that you're not using and you should shut the vents. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the plants will hibernate for the winter if you keep their roots damp. And then you just want to make sure you're checking the pot weekly. In the spring, introduce plants gradually to light and set them out in the garden after the last killing frost. So don't, like, blind your plant by, like, being like, here it is, here's the sun. You've been in the dark for six months.
1: You can't do that. You gotta ease it in. No, it'll be like a vampire. Yes. Be like <laughs> and then I die. It's like no. No. <laughs> So for the mums that you grow in your garden, they need to be divided every two to three years, just like a lot of your perennial plants need to be divided. You'll divide them in the spring when you see new growth, and you can divide them using a large knife to cut out the old central portion of the plants, and then you just discard it. You cut the remaining portions into sections, and each section should have several shoots and a good root system, and then you can replant them. And ta-da, you just made more mums out of what used to be one mum. So congratulations.
0: Multiplication. Woo!
1: It's how math works.
0: Yes. (laughs) Yes. All right, so a few pests and diseases to keep out for. We already mentioned powdery mildew, but also aphids and mites really like moms as well. So you just want to keep an eye out for those. And if you see them, just, you know, Google some ways to deter them from hanging out on your plants. I don't know off the top of my head what would be a good idea for moms for those two. Do you, Bev?
1: Neem oil. Neem oil. Is what I would go for. Yeah. Yes, That's my go-to for organic gardening when I'm trying to take care of pests. For powdery mildew, first Saturday lime does an excellent job. Good stuff. So here's a fun fact about chrysanthemums. The word chrysanthemum actually comes from the Greek word chrys, meaning golden, and athemion meaning flower. Oh. So its original color was golden, though mums now come in many colors. So basically, chrysanthemum means golden flower.
0: Oh, that's easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another fun fact is that both the Chinese and Japanese consider mums an emblem of youth. The Chinese also believe that it prevents gray hair. I don't know if mm. like just having them around... Prevents gray hair, or if you have to eat them to prevent gray hair. We might have to dig into that a little more. But I don't think just being in a mom's presence would stop your gray hair. (laughs) I could be wrong.
1: I mean, look, I have heard stranger things. So it would surprise me zero if you just had to hang a bunch of moms around and you didn't get gray hair. (laughs) It's that easy. So it's also said that a single chrysanthemum petal placed in the bottom of a glass of wine enhances longevity mm. like what kind of longevity oh wait
0: oh wait like the longevity of wine or the longevity of your life or um, something else
1: so because <laughs> of what the next one is i think it's that something else oh
0: well, in the language of flowers, a red mum means "I love you," and a white mum means innocence, purity, and pure love. So I wonder what color yeah. I want to bang is, because I think that's what you're getting at <laughs> for the wine. That's one. exactly what I'm getting at.
1: <laughs> well,
0: I wanna, There's like yellow and orange. So, but I feel like red's a little more like. to <sighs> <bow-chicka-wow-wow. laughs>
1: Yeah, I feel like, too. Well, I mean, the red one means I love you, so, I mean... Lava.
0: There we go. We'll go with that. Okay. The
1: mum is November's birth flower.
0: Awesome. My younger brother is born in November, so I guess I will be sending him a mum late in the fall.
1: He'll love it. He'll love it. He'll
0: probably be like, what the hell is this? (laughs) But my sister-in-law will probably enjoy it. Yeah. And then our last fun fact is that mums actually repel insects that are not aphids and mum and mites. So, oh, yeah. So yeah, I Insect like it. Repellents. I like that too.
1: Yeah, I mean anything to have less bugs in the house come <sighs> fall because it seems like that season they're just like racing to get in. Yeah.
0: Even right now, I feel like they're even like, this is too dang hot outside. We're coming in. <laughs> Give us your air conditioning.
1: <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> All right. So that's it about mums. We hope you guys enjoyed that. I definitely learned a lot that I'm not sure I needed to know, but I'm glad to know now.
1: Yeah, I think I had some mum questions answered about my past mum failures <laughs> and also perhaps why i hadn't seen any like more interesting mums at the greenhouse so yeah. now i know that if i want this super cool mums i probably just have to grow myself yeah. which i'm super into so i mean i don't know expect lots of mum growing next year from me next yeah. year
0: <laughs> heck yeah all right so now it's time for we can't even corner so bev what can't you even about this week
1: Okay, so this past weekend – actually, here. I got to back up just a little bit. So on Sundays at our house is screen-free days for the kids. So we decided we needed to have, like, a couple days where we didn't have, you know, like video games and, like, YouTube and stuff just because we were finding that nobody wanted to go do anything, you know, because everyone was just, like, sitting around on their phones or on their YouTube or whatever. So we decided to make Sunday as one of those screen-free days, and so it's a family day. And it was so hot this Sunday. We did some work in the garden. We wanted to die afterwards. It was that hot. And so we were sitting around afterwards and we're like, we should take the kids to go do something because it's a screen-free day. Like, what can we possibly take them to go do? And I remembered one of my friends telling me about a place nearby that made these ridiculous milkshakes with, like, stuff all, like, piled in them. And I had never heard of this place or seen it. And I sent them a message and asked them where it was. And it turns out it's just 40 minutes on US 50 west Aww. of us. So it's basically, like, on the way to Cincinnati. Yes, yeah, so we, like, we drove by this place when we went and saw My Favorite Murder.
0: Oh, gosh, that was so long ago now.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. Oh, I didn't tell me about it. But so we've driven by this place, like, a hundred times. I've never noticed it. Like, so I'm a little worried. I'm like, this is not going to end up being, like, what... I- think it is. Like I'm building this like really cool thing up in my head and it's not going to be this. But no, we got there and I'm telling you, oh my gosh, they were the coolest milkshakes I've ever seen. Aurora got a candy bar one. It was chocolate. It was a chocolate milkshake. It was covered in whipped cream and it had candy bars just like stuck all out of it. And it was like rims with M&Ms and Orion got a sour one. So he had like a strawberry sour milkshake and it had like sour patch kids stuck to the outside and like those sour rope things like hanging out of it yeah they were really pretty they were huge they were so good and it was really close to my house and now i'm questioning all of my friendships because i don't know why nobody told me about this place
0: (laughs) (laughs) and that's the actual we can't even
1: and that's the actual in. <laughs> there has been a place and this place has been open since like 1978. It's like a family-owned and operated gas station that's been open since 1978. Yeah. And they have pizza and they have like a, it's a full dairy bar so they've got like oh, wow. you know desserts and uh, milkshakes and banana splits and like all the nine yards. But anyways, I can't believe that this place has existed 40 minutes from me and no one told me about it because oh, like for most people, if you heard 40 minutes, you're like, why would anyone drive 40 minutes for ice cream? But if you come to my house, you'll get it. Like, I have to drive 30 minutes for anything. Yes. So 10 more minutes for, like, the fanciest milkshake ever isn't that big of a deal. <laughs> yeah.
0: You're not lying. <laughs>
1: funny thing our friend bethany over at aurora blue farm ohio she lives on the other side of cincinnati she messaged uh-huh. me to tell me that they have amazing pizza there Ooh. so sometime i'll have to go there and get pizza 40 minutes is a little far for pizza because i can't get it home and still have it warm right. but we could stop there like on the way to cincinnati and yeah. Eat pizza.
0: yeah heck yeah yeah that's awesome there's a place in howell which is only like 10, 15 minutes away from me, that has those kinds of milkshakes and has things like chocolate-covered bacon and mini cheesecakes. Ugh. And, like, oh, there's a few places in Howell like that. That's why I don't go there very often, because they have awesome breweries <laughs> and they have snacks. So the, the thing that I want to do after I have a drink or two is have a snack. <laughs> so it's like... Uh For my waistline, I don't go there very often, but there's lots of good stuff down there, too. Thanks for sharing that. Now, if I ever come down and visit you, we'll be hitting that place up.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll be going to Terry's. Uh, One of the milkshakes has a whole slice of rainbow cake. Oh, my gosh. That just, like, gets stuck on top of it. Yeah, like, have you ever seen those, like, layered cakes that has, like, all the different colors of the rainbow in it? They have a milkshake that has, like, that. Oh stuck on top God. of it I really wanted it but I knew I'd have to help the kids with it yeah so I, <laughs> I didn't order my own because <laughs> I'm an adult oh but being an
0: adult <laughs> means that you should have just ordered the damn milkshake but I can see why you didn't that's very reasonable yeah. of you yes yeah
1: oh and they are 10 bucks a piece too so Ooh. like if we all ordered our own milkshake it'd be like 40 bucks in milkshake yeah
0: <laughs> that's a lot <laughs>
1: It is. It's a lot, but they're worth it. Like, they're worth it. <laughs> Ugh. So, what's your can't even? So,
0: my mom sent me another one, and I'm going to steal it this week. And it's that the Wisconsin, there's a Wisconsin McDonald's customer that was shocked by a cow in the drive through. Oh,
1: maybe he wanted some chicken McNuggets.
0: Well, he might have. And he would have told his owner who was driving the car that the cow was in, like (laughs) a whole cow, like not a calf. This looks like an actual like big Jersey type cow is my guess.
1: Okay. I got to click on this link and take a look at it. Yeah.
0: So hopefully you didn't order hamburger because that would have just been rude chicken Mm. nuggets seems more appropriate (laughs) or at least like a burger bun. But yeah, so there's a video and there's a picture of this cow just like hanging out in the back of the car. Oh my gosh. So if you guys want to see that, it's pretty funny and kind of unbelievable. But, like, I've put goats in the back of my car before. They're a lot smaller. But if you had a well-behaved cow that was maybe halter trained and you could put some tarps down or something and you told he or she to go to the bathroom before they left the house, maybe it would be (laughs) fine. But, like, could you imagine if your cow just took a crap in your car while you're driving uh, that would be so bad for so many different reasons i just
1: throw the car away yeah just burn it <laughs> just burn <laughs> it uh, i'm i'm looking at this picture and it it is it's like a cow in the back seat yeah. of a sedan yeah just like a regular old four-door sedan it's not like an SUV. no it's like a little car yeah it's like a car <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like car mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh
0: so make sure you guys check the show notes out so you can click on that link and see what we're talking about because it's almost like something you have to see to believe, honestly.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so
0: be sure to leave us a review over on Apple Podcast. Uh, we do a review of the week where we read one a week and that person has dr- entered into a drawing so that we will pick a winner each month at random and that person will get an exclusive coffee mug that is not and will never be in the shop and the winner for August is Becky Mayhem Myers. Woohoo. Woo-hoo! Yeah, Becky. And we did find out <laughs> that Mayhem is not her middle name but it is her roller derby name. Mayhem Myers. Mm-hmm. So we did find that That's out. That's right. So Thank you, Becky. Please reach out to us with your address, and we will get you your fancy mug.
1: We sure will, and I can't wait until you see it. It's like That's my so favorite. So good.
0: <laughs> All right, Bev, do you want to read this week's review?
1: Yes, this week's review is from Starburst Daddy. <laughs> That's quite the name. <laughs> Actually, it's Country Cutie 870 on Instagram, <laughs> so it's Donna, <laughs> but I wonder if she just used somebody else's Apple Maybe. podcast, because it's hilarious. <laughs> Either
0: way, no judgment.
1: No, no judgment from us. No. I love it. I think Starburst Daddy is a great Perfect. Apple podcast nickname. I wonder if it's kind of like, you know, when you made your screen name, like, back while you were still in high school. <laughs> yeah. Like, what was yours? Do you remember?
0: It was Sammy Cakes, but Cakes was K-A-K-E-S because people oh. would call me Sammy Cakes, but my middle name is K, like K-A-Y. Oh, Yeah, so okay. that was mine. What was yours?
1: Mine was Princess Bev 84.
0: Yes! <laughs> I love it.
1: But that was like pre-high school because we like always had a computer. Yeah. So I think I made that up when I was in elementary school or high school. <laughs> Fair. <laughs> All right. The title of this review is Farmtastic Fun Talk. Ooh, that's a tongue twister. Yeah, <laughs> Drink and farm never disappoints. Sam and Bev have radiating positivity about agriculture and can really bring a laugh to learning. I recommend this podcast to many of my friends, both farming and non, with over 100 episodes. Everyone can find something that interests them. They have an awesome way of organizing their talks and keep every episode honest and informative. I ran into this podcast on accident just last year looking for a chicken podcast to listen to on my commute to work, but this has amounted to way more. Quite honestly, this podcast was one of the best things I discovered in 2020. As a young woman stepping into agriculture, this podcast has definitely kept it real and made me feel less alone in my farming adventures. With every farm story, mini and can't-even sesh, I fall more in love with this podcast. Bev, Sam, and the guest speakers all help me to laugh through the challenging things and drive me to continue growing my farm dreams. These ladies lay it all out there, and I admire them for being the undeniably passionate joy farmers they both are. Thank you for what you do, and keep it up. Yes, you should totally do an episode about emus.
0: <laughs> yeah, have, that is a topic we have not covered. And yeah, we should. I've toyed with the idea of emus before, but they're very large birds.
1: <laughs> they are very large birds, and I wonder if the woman from Useless Farm would talk to us about oh, emus. Oh,
0: yeah, because she is it. Karen, she's got uh-huh. yeah. Karen's yeah. A she has bitch. an emu
1: named Karen, and. Um, <laughs> Her emus are scary. Like, I I love that she puts that out there because I think that you can get this idea that all farm animals are adorable and cuddly. Um, Because when they're babies, a lot of them are. But then they grow up into adults, like cows with horns that decide they want space. Or emus that will peck your face off when they're in a bad mood. Yeah.
0: (laughs) The sound an emu makes is just seems like it's straight out of a horror movie, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Like kind of like I think it's the it's the Japanese horror film. Forget what it's called, but the creature makes like a.
1: Uh, oh, uh, that's uh, the Grudge. It's not The Ring. The Grudge. It's the Grudge. Yes. yeah. <laughs>
0: but emus make more like I can't even replicate an emu sound. But that is the sound that I could like insert into the Grudge and maybe be equally as terrified. Oh, uh. maybe. But they're still cool birds, so we'll see. Maybe one day when I win the lottery and can have somebody come build me an 8-foot tall fence.
1: (laughs) Right, (laughs) because that's what you need for an emu. They're, like, taller than you. (laughs) Yes.
0: But anyways, thanks, Donna. That is, like, one of the nicest reviews ever, but I think I say that every week because I always appreciate when we get a nice
1: review, so thank you we do. We love every review. Thank you. And hearing people's honest words like truly help motivate us yes. to keep making this podcast and do what we're doing because it reminds us that like that there are people that love it and enjoy it. Yeah, so you like you. us. you
0: really like us. <laughs> <laughs> so make sure if you have not checked out our new series, Straight No Chaser over on Patreon that you just do that. It does require you to be a patron at the $5 level or above, but we do one of these episodes every week, and it's a lot of fun, and it's a great way to support the podcast while getting some extra content from us, so go check it out at com slash, or excuse me, Patreon.com slash farm. yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you like the podcast, chances are you will love Straight No Chaser, because yes. it's... Uh, basically this but in five minutes so we like really pack it in yes (laughs) be sure and hit the subscribe button or the follow button depending on where you're listening at or watching at or whatever (laughs) and download the episode when you listen if it's on a podcast player because this helps more people like you find the podcast
0: and if you're listening to us on youtube or a podcast player you should tell your instagram following if you have one of those instagram accounts and you can do that by sharing in your stories that you're listening to us and you can tag us at drink and farm because if you do that we're going to send you a promo code as a thank you just for that episode that'll give you a percentage off in our merch shop
1: and make sure you take a look at the show notes you'll find links to the article we discussed today about chrysanthemums links to our can't evens and anything else that's cool that we brought up and need you to know about
0: I'm just going to show YouTube this really quick. can't really see her. (laughs) Look at that freak in the background.
1: (laughs) Uh, I I don't know how you focus with that in the background. That's amazing. (laughs) Taking a
0: nap. I wish you guys could see better. But, yeah, that's just for you, you. YouTube. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) All right. So until next time. Drink. Farm. And and give zero zero
1: (laughs) clucks. Bye guys. Bye. We drink things, we farm things, we drink and farm things.